Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. Please stand by. Our service will begin shortly. Good morning and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Darren Shane, your announcer for this second Sunday of Advent. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinager, and the acolytes are Carson Ray and Anna Kruger. Radio broadcast is being sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. Well, good morning, everyone. Good to see all of you here this morning to be in the Lord's house, be with each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, to worship Him, to receive His gifts of word and sacrament. Let's stand this morning. Let's greet each other in the name of the Lord. And members, if you see somebody that you don't recognize, please go say hi to them and welcome them today.
All right, and as you're finding your seats, we'll continue with just a few opening announcements uh, before we worship today. First of all, again, as a reminder that immediately following the church service is a very short voters meeting uh, in which we will be electing a lay delegate and an alternate lay delegate to represent our congregation with myself at this summer's district convention in Columbia. So if you are a member, uh, please hang around for that. And even if you're not, trust me, it's not going to take that long because we have a president who makes sure that it will not take long. Right? There you go. Okay. Uh, this coming Wednesday night is our last uh, Wednesday night Advent service at 7 o'clock. We'll be continuing on through our look at John chapter 1 and what that has for us. Christmas Eve, uh, it's very neat this year that Christmas Eve falls on a Sunday. We will have our regular Sunday morning with adult Bible class and Sunday school uh, at 8.45 and then with worship at 10. And then at 7 o'clock that night is the children's program, uh, which is also a candlelight service. I know that they've been working very, very hard on that, so if you are in town and if you are able to, please plan on joining us for that because it's a wonderful evening. And then, of course, on Christmas morning, uh, we will be worshiping at 10 o'clock. And then I was also asked to announce by our principal, Mrs. Menning, that the Christmas tree uh, with food items to be purchased for the school's kitchen is right out there. In fact, she's putting stuff on the tree right now. Wave, there it is, okay. Um, And so if you would uh, please go over there and look at that and see if there are any items on there that you might be able to pick up for our school's cafeteria, that would be super. Uh, With that, let's open our service today with a word of prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for today, and we thank you for this time of worship uh, and your service to us that we have here today. And Lord, we know that we are not called here by chance or by accident, but Lord, we are called here because your gospel has done so. And so we thank you, Lord, for that, and we pray for your presence uh, here among us today. Lord, as we always ask and we always pray for, we pray that you would give us a zeal for your house of worship here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our first hymn is Father Welcomes, number 605. Father Welcomes, number 605.
At this time, I'd like to invite all of the young disciples who are here today to come forward to witness this miracle up close and firsthand. So if you would like to come up, you're welcome to come up and sit right here uh, in this area on the steps. We are on page 268 of the front part of your hymnal, so please turn there because this is a participatory rite that we will be going through. Page 268. And so we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Dearly beloved, Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the last chapter of Mark, our Lord promises, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And the Apostle Peter has written, Baptism now saves you. The Word of God also teaches that we are all conceived and born sinful, and are under the power of the devil until Christ claims us as his own. We would be lost forever unless delivered from sin, death, and everlasting condemnation. But the Father of all mercy and grace has sent His Son, Jesus Christ, who atoned for the sin of the whole world, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. And how is this child named first, middle, and last? Evie Marie Stockton, receive the sign of the cross both upon your forehead and upon your heart, to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, according to your strict judgment, you condemned the unbelieving world through the flood. Yet according to your great mercy, you preserved believing Noah and his family, eight souls in all. You drowned hard-hearted Pharaoh and all his host in the Red Sea, yet led your people Israel through the water on dry ground, foreshadowing this washing of your holy baptism. Through the baptism in the Jordan of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, you sanctified and instituted all waters to be a blessed flood and a lavish washing away of sin. We pray that you would behold Evie according to your boundless mercy and bless her with true faith by the Holy Spirit, that through this saving flood all sin in her which has been inherited from Adam and which she herself has committed since would be drowned and die. Grant that she be kept safe and secure in the holy ark of the Christian church, being separated from the multitude of unbelievers, and serving your name at all times with a fervent spirit and a joyful hope, so that with all believers in your promise she would be declared worthy of eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. From ancient times, the church has reserved the custom of appointing sponsors for baptismal candidates and catechumens. The Evangelical Lutheran Church sponsors are to confess the faith expressed in the Apostles' Creed and taught in the small catechism. They are, whenever possible, to witness the baptism of those they sponsor. They are to pray, they are to pray for them, support them in their ongoing teaching and nurture in the Christian faith, 
and encourage them toward the faithful reception of the Lord's Supper. They are at all times to be examples to them of the holy life of faith in Christ and love for the neighbor. Is it your intention to serve Evie as sponsors in the Christian faith? God, enable you both to will and to do this faithful and loving work, and with his grace fulfill what we are enabled to do. Amen. Hear the gospel according to St. Mark. They brought young children to Jesus that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the word of our Lord. And we pray together the prayer that our Lord gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord preserve your coming in and your going out, from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. And because Evie cannot yet answer for herself, we shall all together, as her congregational family, answer these questions on her behalf. Evie, do you renounce the devil? Yes, do you renounce all his works? Yes, Do you renounce all his ways? Yes, Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? Yes, Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried? He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting? Yes, I believe. And Evie, do you desire to be baptized? Evie Marie Stockton, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's okay. It just means that it's working. It's okay. Get you my cross. Okay, that's better. That's better. The Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all of your sins, strengthen you, Evie, with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. Give this to you, Mom. Receive this white garment to show that you have been clothed with the robe of Christ's righteousness that covers all of your sin. So shall you stand without fear before the judgment seat of Christ, 
to receive the inheritance prepared for you from, the, from before the foundation of the world. Oh, I know, I know, we're almost done. Receive this burning light to show that you have received Christ, who is the light of the world. Live always in the light of Christ, and be ever watchful for his coming, that you may meet him with joy and enter with him into the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which shall have no end. In holy baptism, God the Father has made you a member of his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and an heir with us of all the treasures of heaven in the one holy Christian and apostolic church. We receive you in Jesus' name as our sister in Christ, that together we might hear his word, receive his gifts, and proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And let us go before the altar. You guys give us a little space. Thank you. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God and Father, we thank and praise you that you graciously preserve and enlarge your family and have granted to Abby the new birth and holy baptism and made her a member of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and an, heir of, and, and an heir of your heavenly kingdom. We humbly implore you that as she has now become your child, that you would keep her in her baptismal grace, that according to your good pleasure, she may faithfully grow to lead a godly life to the praise and honor of your holy name. And finally, with all of your saints, obtain the promised inheritance in heaven through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now we're going to go down here and you're going to get to meet everybody. And so it is my joy and privilege to you this morning to introduce to you the newest member of God's family, Evie Marie Stockton. Will you welcome her, please? And so I now ask you, as her congregational family, do you promise to aid her mother and her father and all who care for her, to help them, to raise her to know that Jesus is her Lord and Savior, and will you promise to continue to pray for her and for them as well? If this is what you intend to do, then answer by saying, Evie, we welcome you. And so you, Evie, may the Lord preserve your coming in and your going out always, this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. Okay, and that's all, and you guys can go back and have a seat. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. One small note. Um, this is the fourth, right? The fourth baptism in church that we've had in the last month and a half. Folks, that's incredible. And I just want us to take a moment just to realize that and to thank God for that. As a matter of fact, we have one more um, coming up next Sunday. And what an incredible privilege that this is and an incredible honor uh, that we have in order to be able to do this. So why don't we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you do, that you do indeed graciously preserve and enlarge your family. 
not only, Lord, the family of this Christian household, but, Lord, the family here uh, at our church body. And, Lord, we ask that you would continue to send forth more, more and more, Lord, who want to be baptized, more and more, Lord, who want to know and who have a desire to know that Jesus is their Lord and Savior. We thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Please stand. I was off by one. Uh, This is the fifth one that we have done. What a wonderful thing. And so we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart. Confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father. I, poor miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, for which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them, and I pray you of your boundless mercy. And for the sake of your holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Show us your steadfast love, O Lord. Grant us your salvation. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak. For he will speak peace to his people, to his saints. But let them not turn back to folly. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him. That glory may dwell in our land. Yes, the Lord will give what is good. And our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him. And make his footsteps away. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Show us your steadfast love, O Lord. And grant us your salvation. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we implore you to hear our prayers, to lighten the darkness of our hearts by your gracious visitation. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Today's Old Testament reading is Psalm 126. When the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, we were like men who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. 
Then it was said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in Negev. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seeds to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. This is the word of our Lord. We continue with the gradual. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord we bless you. We will now have special music provided to us by the Trinity Lutheran Church's Man's Glee. disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. Now is a good time to bring up your mighty mites as well.
Is that all? Do I need to tip you upside down and kick out? No? You okay? <laughs> all right, uh, turn around and face me, please. Okay. Well, how is everybody? Good. It's Sunday, so we're always good, right? Okay. All right, I want you to close your eyes for just a minute. Okay. And I want you to think about a time in which you were really, really happy. Really, really happy. It, it, it could be like a birthday party, or um, maybe you got a really good grade on a test at school, or maybe you got like a toy that you've always wanted, or um, maybe your pastor preached an awesome sermon and you were just so happy because of it. No? Not that? Okay. All right, so have you guys all got that in, in, in your mind? Okay, good. Now... Uh, now, I want you to think about a time in which you were really sad. Just think about a time in which you were really sad. It, that could be a lot of things, okay? All right, think about a time that you were really sad, okay? All right, open your eyes. What we're going to be talking about today okay, is how even through our, you guys have probably heard this uh, phrase before, and if not, th- th- this will be good, but... Um, we're going to be talking about how through our highest of highs, through our, our, our absolute most happiest moments and times in our lives, okay? And through our lowest of lows when we're really sad in some of those times in our lives that are not very happy at all. That regardless of whatever times that those are, that Jesus, Bradley, that Jesus is always with us through the highest of highs, through the lowest of lows, And we're going to be talking about how the Israelites, how they were God's people, how they too went through the highest of highs. And they also went through the lowest of lows. But they knew that even when they were going through those times that were really low and really sad, that their God was with them, that the Father was with them. And they knew that because He had been with them before. He was faithful in that, okay? So I want you guys to remember that, okay? So when you go back, I want you to think about whether it's going, you know, when we go ahead in this week and in the days and the weeks ahead, that God is always with you, no matter if if you're going through a really joyous time, a really happy time, or perhaps a not so happy time. Regardless, God is always with you and he promises to do that. All right, let's put our hands together and repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for being with us always through our highest of highs and our lowest of lows. Thank you that you are God with us. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for coming up. You guys can go back and sit with your folks. Today's epistle reading is from 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 24. Be joyful always, pray continually, 
Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything. Hold on to the good. Avoid every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. This is the word of of our Lord. Please stand. The Holy Gospel comes to us this morning from St. John, the first chapter. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. Now this was John's testimony when the Jews of Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely, I am not the Christ. They asked him, then, who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the desert, make straight the way for the Lord. Now some of the Pharisees who had been sent questioned him, Why then do you baptize, if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John said, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me. The thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany on the other side of the Jordan where John was baptizing. This is the gospel of our Lord.
Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is from the Old Testament lesson that was just read from Psalm 126. You want to have that in front of you because in a few moments we will be referring to it as we go along. For those that that have gotten to know me well enough, you know that one of my favorite loves in this life is basketball. I love it. I love to watch it. In fact, the other night, I think it was last night, I was watching yet another basketball game, and my son says to me, Dad, you really love basketball. And I say, yeah, I do. And one of my favorite parts about watching it is whenever, whenever there is a professional game on, you get to sometimes go inside of the huddle, and the coaches are mic'd up, and you can hear everything that they're going to say, and everything that they do say. You can hear sort of the insights and into the plays and the X's and the O's and the different things that they are telling their players. And I just love that part because it gives us sort of a, a, of a behind-the-scenes look into what is happening on the floor. During the children's message, I talked about some of the, some of the highest of highs that we have and some of the lowest of lows that we have as well. How true of this life. Some, some of our highs might be that a child is born. A child becomes a baptized child of the Heavenly Father. You got the job. You got the promotion. You got good news on, on the test results. You got good grades for the semester. You, had, you, you found extra money that you didn't know that you had. And of course, there are also the lows. Test results that are not so good. More stress and anxiety at work or in our family. Bad news about our personal finances. I want you to look at Psalm 126 with me. Last week we talked about Psalm 137 and how that was an insight into the emotions of the Israelites upon being in captivity yet again. We talked about that, the Babylonian exile for 70 years. They were again in slavery. I'll read that to us one more time just to refresh our memories. Again, sort of a behind-the-scenes look. By the rivers of Babylon we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. There on the poplars we hung our harps, for there our captors asked us for songs. They demanded songs of joy. They said, sing us one of the songs of Zion. How can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill. May my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth, of, of my mouth if I don't remember you. If I do not consider Jerusalem my highest joy. The lowest of lows. 
Once again, God sends them to slavery for 70 years. But now in Psalm 126, we sort of experience some of the highest of highs. This is a psalm that is written in which they are happy now because and they are overjoyed that they have been released from captivity. And this is what they say. When the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, we were like men who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. And now notice sort of the subtle switch and the change in the tenor of the psalm. O Lord, restore our fortunes like streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with, with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. They have been released from captivity. They are overjoyed to be returning home. Notice what they say. We were, we were like men who dreamed. It was like, it was like a dream that we were able to return home. Our mouths were filled with laughter. Have you ever laughed so hard and so much that your jaw hurt? This is kind of what they're experiencing. Our tongues with songs of joy, that it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. And like I said, notice the subtle change in the tenor of this psalm. They say, they say, restore our fortunes like in the streams. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. What has happened is, is that they have been released from exile. They are overjoyed, thrilled to be going home. The highest of highs. And then they go home. You see, when... The Babylonians came to take them. They didn't just leave their home the way that it was. They absolutely annihilated it and destroyed it. And so they are experiencing such, such, such highs. Like in a dream, they say. And then they get home. And they once again pray to their God and Father, restore us. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. One of the highest of highs for me and my family was actually moving here. We were so excited and so thrilled to even get the interview here. I don't know if those who were on the other side of the computer screen could tell, but I was really nervous. I didn't want to mess it up. <laughs> we were so excited. There were, there, there, the country, no more traffic, except for tractors, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> the country and a church and a congregation that is so steeped in a rich Lutheran tradition, a beautiful sanctuary. When I first walked in here, is Glenn, Glenn here? No. 
Glenn's not here, but I, my mouth dropped when I first walked in here. And I was like, wow, what an honor and a privilege it would be to be able to preach and to lead worship in this sanctuary every Sunday. And finally, and last but certainly not least, and most importantly, a, a welcoming and a warm congregation to my family and I. And that high, I am very happy to say, we still have it. We love it here. And we are so very thankful for all of you who have just made this possible for us. And the many of you may not remember, so while I was on that highest of highs a few months later, I got the phone call that my grandpa had finally died. It was just, just a, actually, it was just a few weeks after that. The last grandparent that I, that I had that was living, and he died. And I can remember sitting in his funeral service, and the last hymn that we sang was For All the Saints, one of my favorite ones, and I finally had got, I, my father and I had helped out in that service, and I did well, I held it all together. And then when we started to sing that song, I lost it. And I completely broke down and sobbed in tears. What a just an incredible thing that this life is. We experience the highest of highs, and then in just a moment's time, we can experience the lowest of lows. There are two images in this text from Psalm 126 that I want to point us to. So if you don't have that out, make sure that you have it in front of you. The first image is in verse 4. It talks about the streams in the Negev. This is a river that is just south of Jerusalem. And it's no mistake that the psalmist uses it as an image because during the summers, the river is not a river anymore. It is completely barren and dry and cracked. There's nothing there. But when the autumn rains come, the river fills up again. And it is flowing and free and doing exactly what it should do. How often do our own lows make us feel? The lows that we have, whether it was those bad, that bad news that we received from the test results, or uh, the trouble with finances that we have, or broken relationships, whatever our lows are, they can make us feel just like that dried up riverbed, barren and dry and cracked. And it has completely sucked all of the Spirit away from us. I want to then point us to John chapter 7. I love how Jesus uses this metaphor. He says, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. Come to me, Jesus says. Come to me with your lows. Come to me with your lowest of lows, and you will be filled. 
You will be filled with my Spirit. The second image that I want to point us to is in verse 5. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. Have your lows ever brought you to tears? Have your lows ever brought you to such tears that you simply cried yourself to sleep? The psalmist says that those who sow in tears will reap songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy. Notice the word that he uses not once, but twice. Two separate times. Will. It will happen. We will reap with songs of joy. We will return with songs of joy. He is confident in this. The psalmist is confident of this because he knows of the God for whom he speaks because he has delivered them before. Like we said last week, remember that in the Hebrew, if you want to get your point across, you say it multiple times. Those who reap in songs of joy will, those who sow in songs of joy will reap, I'm sorry, those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy. It will happen. The psalmist knows this. He is confident of this. And so he says it twice. They have confidence because they believe in the God who has delivered them before. We have this same assurance Because our God was once sown into the ground too. He was buried. And on the third day, He awoke. He was resurrected. He reaped with that resurrection, with a harvest of that resurrection. The writer to the Hebrews says this. He says that our great high priest understands all of our weaknesses. There is nothing that you have gone through, no low that you have experienced, no low that you will experience that your Lord has not already experienced, that your Lord has not already gone through. He is quite familiar with the lowest of lows. And not only has he experienced these lows himself, but he promises to go through them with you. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. He says it not once, but twice. And he will see you through them until finally our highest of highs is realized. The culmination of our faith, the hope that we have, the last day, I want to take us back to verse 1 of our text. Such a neat image that the psalmist uses. When the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, we were like men who dreamed. We were like men who dreamed. They couldn't believe what was happening. They could not believe what they were seeing. They could not believe what they were hearing. 
So much so that they thought that they were literally in a dream. A dream for which they never wanted to wake up. I read this from a pastor who lives in Chicago about this verse. And he says, that is to say, the experience of salvation has a kind of dreamlike quality. Those who are saved must pinch themselves, as it were, to make sure that it's really happening. God's redemption of us from bondage and oppression is so marvelously incomprehensible that it can seem too good to be true. No more lows will certainly be too good to be true. So good that we may have to pinch ourselves to believe it. No more tears to sow might seem too good to be true. The experience of salvation and restoration, it might seem too good to be true, but it is. I close with this quote from one of my favorite authors. I've referenced him before, Chad Bird. We went behind the scenes this morning to see how God promises the dream of salvation while walking beside us through our lowest of lows, through all of our lows until we get there. And this is what Mr. Bird says. He says, in the desert, not in a garden, God did his best work among his people. And it's no different today. When it feels like we're in a place forsaken by God, when it seems that our lives are a barren wilderness full of nothing but disappointments, as we drag ourselves from one oasis to the next, it is precisely in that wilderness of suffering, when it feels like God is most absent, that he is most present in our lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We confess together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Apostles' Creed as it is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended to heaven, and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, we will collect our tithes and offerings. You'll notice that in the pew in front of you, I'm sorry, uh, you will notice that on the back um, of your bulletin is a tear-off sheet for your attendance. Remember that families only have to use one. You do not have to fill out each one for every member of 
your family. When you're done with them, please send them to the aisles uh, and leave them there so that the elders can pick them up after worship. With that, we collect our tithes and offerings. Trinity's Children's Sunday School and Adult Bible Classes meet at 8.45 a.m. each Sunday in the school. A men's Bible study meets at 6.30 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the chapel. Several lady Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness in the public marketplace. Today's message is, Life Narrows Down. Guest speaker, Reverend Dr. Dale A. Meyer. John the Baptist had a passion for the Lamb of God. What's your passion in life? How far into the future will it take you? These broadcasts are made possible by donations to the broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. In our prayers today, we have a few folks that we want to remember. Uh, first of all, for the family of Jay Huff, who passed away uh, just a few days ago. Uh, we want to lift them up in prayer and uh, pray for the Holy Spirit's consolation and peace to be upon them. 
Also for those who are on our health list, for Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, Ella Clybaker, Flora Overman, Landreth Worm, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Ernest Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Oren Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan and Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Karen Cly Baker, Jeannie Stoltz, Marjean Clanton, and Becky Morgan. And I want to make sure I don't miss any birthdays or anniversaries. Oh, yes, Orville Meyer is celebrating uh, 83 years of life today on December the 17th. We go to our Lord in prayer. We pray for the church on earth, Lord, that her members would rejoice always in their salvation, pray without ceasing, and bear witness about the light of the world that is Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy. For those that God appointed to civic leadership, that they would govern wisely, administer justice fairly, and not abuse the authority that has been granted them. Lord, in your mercy. For those traveling this season to celebrate the to celebrate the Christmas season with family and friends, that they reach their destination safely, that their time with loved ones be joyful, and that they return home safely. Lord, in your mercy. For those who are hungry, homeless, or unemployed, or find themselves in any kind of need, that they find food, shelter, and come to know and confess God as their giver of daily bread. Lord, in your mercy. For those who we know who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally, we think especially of those who are on our health list. We think especially of the family of Jay Huff. Lord, we pray for your peace and for your consolation and that you would wrap your loving arms around that family. We pray for all those who are shut in and for all those that we name before you, Lord, in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we especially give you thanks for all those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries this week. We especially give you thanks for Orville upon his 83rd birthday. Thank you, Lord, for sustaining him in life to this day, and we pray that your face would shine upon him each and every day of this next year. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that Evie has now become a baptized child of the Heavenly Father. And we pray, Lord, that you would continue to watch over her, guard and protect her. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, for those who gather at this altar today to receive the very body and blood of Jesus, that they leave from here strengthened in faith towards you and love for their neighbor. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you.
Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. And with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith in my mind. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and his joy. Amen. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace.
Again, a very special word of welcome to all of our guests and visitors today. We're very glad that you were here to worship with us. Uh, at this time, we'll uh, invite our president to come forward to begin our meeting. So, Mr. President, come on up.